Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. We have a really interesting topic today. Someone wrote in and said, Jen, what can we do about folks? They're all remote workers in our organization. And when they participate in Zoom meetings or Teams meetings, they don't want to show their camera. Am I allowed to require that they show their camera? Such a great question. All right, first of all, let's talk about a couple different issues. When you have remote workers, remember if you are requiring them to work at home, you have to provide the equipment that they need. Now, Labor Code Section 2802 talks about reimbursement for necessary and reasonable business expenses. If somebody just wants to work at home and you allow it, but you don't require it, and they are able to come to the workplace, the on-site workplace, anytime they want, you don't have to pay for those items necessarily. But either way, when somebody is working at home, you have a right to impose reasonable rules about their work. For example, you have to tell me when you're on a break. You have to email me when you start your day, when you end your day um, or night. You have to send the work product that you did during your shift to this particular email address so we can make sure you're getting something done. You can even install productivity software on your employees' computers if you want to. The issue of whether someone has to show their camera is an interesting one because of California's right to privacy. As many of you probably know, the Federal Bill of Rights, which includes a right to privacy in what they call the penumbras of the Constitution, only applies to public sector employees because the idea is the Bill of Rights is from the Federal Constitution and it's to protect the state, in quotes, the government from overreaching. Most other states in the country don't have right to privacy provisions, but we have a constitution here in California that recognizes the right to privacy as well. So not only do public sector employees have a right to privacy in California, private sector employees do as well. So this becomes an issue anytime you're talking about, can you look at your employee's email? You know, what, what are you allowed to know about their medical condition? What documentation can you request? And when it comes to these remote workers and meetings that they're supposed to be participating in, one of the arguments used to be, well, what if I don't want to reveal where I'm working? What if I don't want them to see the house I live in? Or what if I don't want them to see who I live with, right? Well, all of those questions and concerns have been addressed by the filters that are available on these programs. So it's very simple for someone to be on a Zoom call and blur their background or use another background, a virtual background, not where they are, but a virtual background of their choosing. Now, because you have the ability as an individual to use those features, there really isn't a good argument for right to privacy in terms of someone saying, I don't want to turn on my camera. And just like an employee can't come to the workplace for an in-person meeting and put a bag over their head, right? They have to participate. 
you can do the same thing for folks who are remote workers. And I think a lot of us, because remote workers became such a reality during the pandemic, it's not that we never had any remote workers before, but the numbers have, have of course, significantly changed because of COVID. And now many people don't want to go back to working on site, right? We have lots of employers who even have closed their brick and mortar locations so that everybody is going to be working remote. So those folks have a sense of entitlement. That's what's going on here. They feel like, okay, they got to work at home. There's a more flexible schedule. They leave in the middle of the day to go pick up their kid from school. There's a lot of things they get to do as remote workers that the employer hasn't really pushed on. And certainly our experience during the pandemic with our clients, both public and private sector, is that they have given their employees a lot of leeway in terms of trying to help them figure out how to integrate work and life, right? This term work-life balance doesn't even make sense to me. I, I, I don't think you can balance your work life and your, and your home life, but you certainly can integrate them. And I think that is what a lot of folks have been trying to do with remote work. So what's going on here is you've got these folks who are used to these flexible schedule arrangements who really have been able to set their own rules in many ways for how they work, and now they don't wanna have their camera on. Why? Because they're multitasking, because they didn't comb their hair that day, because they didn't wanna get out of their pajamas. I don't know, and it doesn't matter. What I want you to know as employers is you can say to them, look, when we have a work meeting, or when you are in a team's um, event, or when you're on a Zoom call or in a Zoom meeting, you will show your camera. And you have every right to do that. There is no law that says you can't do that, that you're not entitled to do that. Now, obviously, anytime we talk about employment laws, we talk about what the law allows you to do and what makes sense for you to do from a cultural or work environment perspective, right? You may decide that it's okay for you to let folks not show their camera because it's not a hill you want to die on, right? It's just not a big enough concern for you. You don't see it being a problem. That's fine. I'm not advocating making people turn on their camera if you're not having an issue, right? If everything's fine, don't change what isn't broken. But I've had a number of employers reach out to me and say, you know, it's really hard to collaborate or to interact with someone who I can't even see their camera. It's hard enough when we never see each other in person. But to have a Zoom call where some people are on camera and some people aren't is really uncomfortable. Now, what a lot of people will say in response to that is, well, how is that any different than a phone call? If you were having a conference call, you wouldn't get to see everybody. That's right, but that's why we're not doing it by conference call. That's why we wanna do a Zoom call or a Teams meeting because we're trying to use that platform to make us feel as cohesive as we can be. Will it be as good as in-person? No, of course not. We all get that. It, it absolutely won't be, it can't be. But it's really important to think as an employer, what do I want my culture to be? What do I want this remote work situation to look like? Particularly if you have people who are gonna be at an in-person meeting 
and then you have a couple of folks or, or a group who are going to be calling in remotely. That's an even stronger reason, in my opinion, to have that camera on policy, right? Because you're all going to be trying to interact with each other. That's much different than a phone call where everybody is talking and we can't see anybody, right? So we all have the opportunity to participate in the phone call, but everybody's on the same level, right? Nobody can be seen. When you have these other platforms and some people are going to be seen and some people aren't, that often can drive a wedge among the folks on the team. So you really want to think about what you want your rules to be. Now, just like any other employment law, once you decide what the rule is going to be, you need to enforce it. This is an issue that is coming up in a lot of different contexts right now, that we have a policy. Let's say it's a pay scale, right? We're going to talk about pay scales in one of our upcoming podcasts. There's a new requirement that employers with 15 or more employees have to distribute, include, etc., a pay scale when they post a job. It's all about pay transparency. Okay, well, here's the deal. The question I'm getting most frequently is, what happens if we're out of the pay scale? If we make an offer that is outside of the pay scale we've identified, well, then guess what? Your pay scale just changed, right? There's no exception there. If you're gonna offer someone a job outside of the pay scale, then you have to adjust the pay scale. So if you're gonna have a, a video on policy or camera on policy, You've got to enforce that. And I think it's a really good idea to let everybody know up front. Listen, um, let's say you're going to do it effective January 1 in the new year. We really want to work on collaboration and cohesiveness. One of the ways we're going to do that is we're going to have a camera on policy, and this is how it's going to work. We have found that the more communicative you are with your team, the more you let them know what you're doing and why the more effective those communications are actually going to be. So if you think about giving employees notice, it's not required by law, but it makes a lot of sense. Let them know effective X date when you're on one of these platforms for a meeting with us, you need to have camera on. And, and that is our expectation. Now, if somebody says to you, I have a disability, I can't have my camera on. All right, well, you're gonna need to give us documentation of that. Don't just accept that as a matter of course, get the documentation that you need for that. It's very important to understand, okay, what am I trying to do as the employer? I wanna be fair, I wanna be consistent, I wanna make sure that the policies and procedures I have implemented are followed and adhered to. So although it's tempting to do these one-offs, it's tempting to sort of short shrift what's going on. Don't do that. So if you're gonna have a camera on policy, that is a camera on policy for everyone. If someone asks for a reasonable accommodation for a medical reason, then you're gonna to need to get documentation for that. Those of you who work with Shaw Law Group, with our firm, you know we have a form called the Reasonable Accommodation questionnaire that we use for that purpose. It has to be tailored in every instance to make sure that it's addressing the specific situation and that you're getting the right information from the healthcare provider, but that documentation is important. So none of your rules at work um, can be enforced without exception. The one exception you always have to consider 
is a request for reasonable accommodation. And remember, that can be based on a disability or medical condition or based on a religious belief or practice. But either way, you're going to have to evaluate it, but you want documentation and you don't want to make a quick decision. Even if it's your favorite employee, once you start making exceptions, then your policy really isn't a policy any longer. So there's a lot to talk about with remote workers. Don't forget to reimburse them for their reasonable and necessary work expenses. Make sure that you clearly communicate what your expectations are for scheduling. Many of our clients don't allow non-exempt or hourly paid employees uh, to work remotely because it's hard to manage their their wage hour liability, their potential wage hour liability. They don't know when somebody's working, when somebody's off. We have other clients who are 100% remote now. And it's so valuable to have policies and even remote work agreements with these folks so that you can make sure that you are very clear what your expectations are and what you want to be happening for those folks who are working at home. So there's a lot to think about here with remote work. But one of the big downsides is this lack of, cl of collaboration and lack of cooperation when we're all stretched out all over the place, right? And we're not in the same room talking. So having a video on policy can really help with that if you implement it correctly and you enforce it uniformly. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you here next time. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.